I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. Welcome back to the Project Gen X Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I am Big Dave. And we are also joined by... And since we are in Retro Summer 2022, our next movie on the list is the 1984 movie, (laughs) Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, we know Uh, who did their homework. Oh, God. (laughs) I have... With, with organizing our special project that hopefully will be out here very soon, or maybe as soon as this episode actually hits, as well as, because that has just been an ongoing thing, as well as watching a whole lot of movies that I have not seen in 30 plus years. You did this to yourself. I did. I really did. I know. I know. And I know. I did my my usual on the fly, hey, let's do this thing. And, uh-huh. and then, I'm the one that's been busy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And, and Dave. Oh, yeah. Dave's back with this. <laughs> I apologize for anything we said in previous podcasts. Uh, for the first you time. wouldn't have said. Yeah, that's My true. Fair. Fair. That is just a hair. that is something about Thank this you. about this group that's sitting here is that anything we say behind your back, oh, we'll say it to your face. Don't yeah, worry about not, it. Not wrong. Have. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, we'll say a whole lot more to or to each other's faces than we will behind. Just your to back. see if we can get away with it. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, cloak and dagger. Uh, cloak and dagger. Hold on. Actually, you know what? Give us a rundown of who's in this movie. I shall. Well, uh, let, me, let me give you the specs. All right. Give us, yeah, the give specs. us the specs. Barry okay. did his homework. Barry did his homework. I did some homework. Right. Well, and, and Alan is here trying to be herded <laughs> like a giant cat. <laughs> I am my own like uh, uh, herd of cats. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm a bunch of cats and that are stacked on top of each other. No, no. Under, I, figured uh, under, uh, I, I figured it out. You are the Ben Affleck to our Matt Damon. So it's all right. We understand. Basically, we do all the work. Does that mean I have to marry Jennifer Lopez? Oh, well, you know, (laughs) there are worse ways to go down. I guess. All right, so Cloak and Dagger, 1984, directed by Richard Franklin, Mm -hmm. uh, written by, the screenplay was by Tom Holland. It was originally based off of- Is that Savage Tom Holland? No, it's not. That's Savage Steve Holland. Steve Holland. Sorry, sorry. Tom Holland. Uh, Oh, Spider-Man's Tom Holland. No, not that one. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. (laughs) There's that cat thing I was talking about. Exactly. This was originally based on a short story by Cornell Woolrich called The Boy Who Cried Murder. Murder. Uh, The the full cast on this, starring Henry Thomas, Mm -hmm. yes, the kid from E.T., Dabney Coleman. From 9 to 5. Or Buffalo Bill, or whatever movie you want to show. Buffalo Bill. Yes. Um, Michael Murphy, not Michael Martin Murphy. Right. Uh, Christina Nagira, 
Nigra. I can't remember how to pronounce our last name. Be careful how you say that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> N-I-G-R-A. Yes. If you uh, want to try it at home. John McIntyre and Jeanette Nolan, who honestly, those two were, first off, I found out were married in real life and had been in a ton of movies back in the 40s and 50s. Sure. And oh, just okay. kind of made okay. a, a reappearance okay. later yeah. on. Um, the other big name of mention on this, this is really the first that I know of, but definitely the first major role for an actor by the name of William Forsyth. Okay. William Forsyth made famous in so many movies. So many, I know, he's been in a ton uh, of movies. This movie also has a probably one of the first appearances of a certain comedian. Yep, Louis Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I noticed that rewatching it last night. I was like, is that Louis? That's Louis, An- that's Louis that's Anderson. That's Louis Anderson. Wow, that's a, yeah. He, that's he, a, made, he made an appearance in this, and he made an appearance in, uh, an uncredited appearance in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? When they're delivering the flowers and the, the nurse is in the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's holding the flowers. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Louis Anderson. Anyway. So, the yes. The nurse that likes to. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> but nurse. He, he plays kind of a mean guy. He, he plays a cabbie that basically tells his kid to get lost. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's not friendly about it. Yeah. Um, definitely definitely not what you expect from Louis Anderson. No, yeah. no, no. no. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, produced by Universal, mm-hmm. one of their first bigger hits. Uh, as I said, it was released in July of 84. Okay. Um, oddly enough, it was released as a partner as a double feature to The Last Starfighter. Original. Makes sense. And then they released Both. it solo in August. Okay. How much did Atari have to do with this oh, movie? Oh, <laughs> It was basically... Because Atari is all lots. over well, this thing. I, I did a little Atari research. Atari 5200. No, I, I did a little <laughs> research on that. The machine that you see in the movie is a 7800. Yes. Which was released in May. Mm-hmm. Of that was a, I thought it was a 5200. It was a 70, 7800. Well, I know that, that the... Was it Gil? Is that the guy's name? The the guy that owns the... the Morris. Morris. He's got an Atari 900 yes. computer. That yeah. That's what he's playing on, you know. But, and, of course, everything is Atari branded. Everything yeah, but the console, is Atari branded. Yes. The console that you see in the movie is a 7800, 7800, which was released in May of that year. This movie was released in July. July. So it's just one big advertisement for Atari. Now, yeah. one other thing. I and that game. I thought mine. Was, okay. There were two big events that happened in 84 in the summer of 84. First was the release of the 5200. Yeah. But also, what else was going on in July of 84? The Olympics. The Summer Olympics. Yeah, they were in L.A. Uh-huh. So, and this really played a lot into that, giving the kids something else to do instead of watching the Olympics type thing. So, I did not see this movie in the theater. I, 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 I remember I called it, in the theater. I called it on VHS. This was a VHS later. rental for me. Yeah. Oh, this was a, we had HBO for a free weekend, and it oh, got yeah, recorded yeah. onto a videotape, and no. I watched it multiple, multiple times. No, no, times. this was, we, we were living in <laughs> Illinois at the time, and this was a, we had to go over to the IGA Superstore, which had the corner with the video rentals, mm-hmm. but we had to rent the VCR in addition to the two oh, or three movies oh, yeah, that we yeah, were renting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was, it was not inexpensive, but I think the... The VCR for the weekend was like twenty five bucks. A, on a quick note, before we go on to anything else, yes. because we're talking about this VHS, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. There is a podcast called Ephemera that is on iHeartRadio podcast, you know, network. It's in that Discovery, you know, whatever, right. you know, yeah. that is really cool. That they did this season, which they came back just earlier this year, mm-hmm. did like a two part deal about VHS, like about video, like home video. That is phenomenal. They also did one. They also did a two-parter about video games. Okay. Uh, It's actually a three-parter because they have like a third episode that's like people talking about their first experiences with video games, and it's all this era of stuff. It's it's really cool. Go and go and check them out. Just go and check out the the podcast Ephemera in general because they did in their first season did an entire episode about the Dumont television network oh wow yeah it's that kind of stuff of like stuff that's just not available any longer because i sent ephemera you right. know type stuff so go go check them out anyways okay. now that we're going on to that no problem so um quick rundown of the the, the plot mm-hmm. you know we'll kind of just dive right into it so this takes place the main character is a, a 11 year old boy named davy mm-hmm. takes place in san antonio texas mm-hmm. because well oddly enough that's where henry thomas actually lived oh really so they mm-hmm. just filmed it in san antonio okay um he they is go to a, the Alamo. Yeah, exactly. And they're not looking for There's, the basement. They, 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 they actually <laughs> shot around the Alamo because they weren't allowed to shoot in it. 
They did not give them permission to shoot in it. So anytime you see inside of the Alamo, okay, that's a soundstage. Ask, okay, I was going to ask about but that. But the outside so. shots of the Alamo oh, are okay. actually okay. the Alamo. Okay. So um, it's all about him being kind of obsessed with this game called Cloak and Dagger. Um, he's fascinated by this character named Jack Flack. Mm-hmm who's played by Dabney Coleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that he has these fantasies where he's going on these adventures with him and things like that. Well, in yeah, the process, he actually talks to him. Yeah, he know, has, it, yeah. has interactions with him and things like that. So, uh, but um, well, let, Let's play one thing. It's a role-playing game. It is a role-playing. It starts as role-playing. It starts as, and then there's a, there's a video game also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he has his best friend is Kim, mm-hmm. who is a little girl that lives near him. Um, what, they, what was she in? Oh my gosh! I didn't look that one. Okay, the biggest thing that I saw that she was in that she'd be known for, she was the neighbor kid in Out of This World. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. So. So. Um, you remember Out of This World? Not really. Right, it was a it was a syndicated television show back in the mid eighties. Actually, it ran to like ninety one or Wasn't something like, like that. Somebody was a space alien or something. Her dad was an alien, yeah. and she doesn't know this. The girl doesn't know this until like. She's a, a young teenager. Her mom oh, right. tells her. She talks to him and like. Yeah, uh, and it's when he like starts talking to her, and she can freeze time like this. Oh, whole deal. Like, I do She does this little that. thing with her fingers where she like you know whatever, and she can freeze time. Not yeah, kind of like the whole Zach Morris thing. You I know, do a little remember bit. that. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. when the theme song like swinging on a star. Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. Would you like to swing yep. on a star? Yeah. So um, yeah, so, it, it usually was in the same block with uh, Small Wonder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm so, back there now. Okay. So they're um. You know, again, he friends he he friends Kim, and they 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 go on these little adventures. You know, where Davy has a backpack of 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 spy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, his grenade is like a baseball and the softball, softball. Yeah. And he's got a water gun and stuff like that. That he puts uh, fake blood in. Yes, this, yeah, it's, I remember that. So he goes on, and one day they're out visiting this guy named Morris. Morris owns a video game. Well, it's a game store, and at this time, right. you 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 get very clear that it's both. Role-playing games, tabletop, board right. games, as well as video games. And they send Morris sends him on a quote-unquote mission mm-hmm. to go buy him some Twinkies. And also pick up a catalog from uh, was an electronics place. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a, it something. Yeah, it's a, so uh, in the process of it, he, Davey witnesses this guy getting shot. Mm-hmm. And before the guy dies, he gives him this video game cartridge which for some reason, this is the part that confused me. Throughout the entire movie, they keep referring to it as a tape. It's not a I tape. Know, it's, a it's a cartridge. cartridge. Know, but they, know, they said countless times, there's something on this tape. There's no tape in it. It's a cartridge. Man. Anyway, it's a cloak and dagger game. And, you know, he witnesses the, the murder. The guys, you know, who murdered this dead guy start to chase him. So he goes back and starts to talk to Morris, trying to, you know, figure out what's on this this cassette Mm -hmm. and Morris, you know, cracks it open and takes a look at it and says, well, there's something else. And there's an extra microchip. Yeah. There's an extra microchip in this. Whoever did this knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, This is really good work. Yeah. And of course the guy, as he's dying, tells Davey this, this number, this random number, 1,329, something like that. And uh, they figure out that that's supposed to be the, the, the score score that you have Mm -hmm. to get to in this game to, to break into whatever's in this microchip. So the the spies are chasing him all around the city, and you know, Davy Jack in Davy's fantasies is constantly helping Davy avoid getting caught by these um, these these pursuants, these murderers. Right. And in the process of it, I'm trying to remember exactly what, what order everything happened on this, but uh, there's a scene where he gets cornered in the Riverwalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said, it's San Antonio. At night. At night. He gets cornered in the Riverwalk, and Jack, they trick one of the guys, and Davey picks up his gun. and It's the Crossfire Gambit. Yeah, exactly. Crossfire Gambits. Thank you. (laughs) Get Uh, shot at so the other guy dies. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Which, if if these guys were in any other movie, they they would both be stormtroopers. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. They couldn't hit the the barn side of a broad. Anyway... uh, So many, Moving on. So uh, many comments. Don't do that to me. I, I, I'm, I'm tired. So many comments. Go ahead. So once Jack kind of, you know, Jack persuades him to, to shoot the spy and, and Davey's pissed. So he throws down his little Jack Black. I keep saying Jack Black. Jack, Jack Flack. Flack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not in this movie. Uh, throws down his little figurine and stomps on it. 
And um, you see Jack start to fade on this, and he starts to believe again. He starts he, bleeding. He starts bleeding. Yeah. But uh, you start to see, the you know, he's ble- beating from the bullet holes that were shot through him. As they're going through on this, he eventually escapes again. And for some reason, he's he gets over to the Alamo. And he's supposed to be dropping off the tape to get these kid, the, the people to f- leave him alone. And no, this that elderly, happened before. That happened before. You're, you're, I was going to say, you're jumping around. Yeah, the movie. He's trying to get to the airport at that point. I'm trying to get yeah. to the airport. Yeah. So uh, there's, a, there's a scene in it where he's at the Alamo, and he's supposed to be dropping off this case that has the, the, the game in it yeah. to these agents. And there's an older couple that's with them that... He had met on the boat earlier. Yeah, they were he, when he was running yeah. away, and... Um, they they try to help him out and he the the old man ends up switching the case so davy's telling him about you know this is what this is this is what's on it you know apparently this going to these bosses that you know it's supposed to be a couple and the woman has three fingers or on one, one of them um, yeah one only of them has, he doesn't know that it's a couple he's yeah. like, so one one of them only has three fingers yeah yeah and then the little old lady pulls her glove off yes she only has three fingers and you see that she only which has i remember as a kid watching that and, and just being like out. oh i did not see that coming you yeah know, so. especially that big disfigured claw oh, i know yep. i know so in the process they um they they you know he gets away but in the the bad guys end up finding kim mm-hmm. and where she's trying to find him and end up sending her to the airport wasn't it now, who was it? Who was it went to the airport it was Kim. Kim yeah. went to the airport. But the thing but about they had is captured her earlier when they, they put were trying to bomb in her walkie-talkie. And put the bomb in her walkie-talkie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it made it remote control yeah. with a timer. Yeah. yeah, an hour timer and so much more than an hour passed in that oh, time. God, yes. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> and of course when Davy gets on the plane with it and they um, Yeah, there's a showdown at the airport. They're they're, they're demanding on the way to Cuba. they're demanding a plane uh, a pilot. Right. And it just so happens that Davy's dad played by Dabney, Dabney Coleman, Coleman is an actual pilot. Well, he's no, not an actual pilot. He works, he works for the airline, but he, he is no, an actual No, he's he in the Air Force. He's in the Air, Air Force, Force. Yeah. but he's he's command level. Oh, right. right. He doesn't play. He said he has his ground, what is it, the ground safety? He's got his ground safety card, and he can taxi. Yeah. But he doesn't. He can't fly. You know? So I mean, that's a, he gets into the, the, you know, he comes out as the pilot, and mm-hmm. Davey doesn't react to him when he sees him. He comes up. They're, they're roughing the kid around. They're trying to get him in there, and... His dad comes on the the PA in the plane and starts talking like Jack Flack right. to tell Davy to get up there really quick. And Davy escapes, and just as he's escaping, he turns back to see the plane. Well, exp- his dad drops him out of the, the cockpit. cockpit, cockpit window. Yeah, yeah. Throws him out the cockpit window so that he can escape. The plane skitters off, and Davy turns on to look just to see the plane explode. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, is crying and weeping, and he's looking in the silhouette, and a man's coming walking out of the silhouette. It looks like Jack Flack. At first, it looks like Jack Flack, and then as it gets closer, you realize that it's Davy's dad. And terrible green screen. Oh, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> horrible green screen. It's terrible. Actually, at that point, it was probably still I'm blue sure, screen. Yeah. I mean, it was like, wow, that that doesn't even remotely look like they're in the same place with that with that fire. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the last line of the movie, I'll never forget this, the last mm-hmm. line of the movie, he's turning to his dad, and he goes, but how did you escape? And his dad looks at him and says, Jack Flack always escapes. Yeah. All right. Let me start with the issues I have with this movie. Oh, Lord. Get uh, comfy, Dave. We may be here a minute. We always are. <laughs> um, again, stuff that I did not catch when I was a kid. A lot of it. First off, we, we find out that Davy's mom passed recently right. you know and apparently he's been going to a doctor because he keeps talking about seeing jack flack and this was his coping mechanism. this is his coping mechanism. and he has a super active imagination Very oh, active yeah. as every 10 year old kid does for the most part yeah um but his dad i understand single parent but the fact that his dad completely leaves him unattended all day long and well into the night. Very mm-hmm. Gen X, okay? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> very Gen X. So, I mean, that that's believable. But I was just like, I never, when I was watching this, I never realized all this. Well, and realized the and trauma that Davey goes through in his little adventure. Exactly. Well, you know. he's a kid who just lost his mom. Right. He's grieving heavily, right. as is his dad. But the dad has his work to throw himself into right. yep. and leaves this poor kid to his own devices. I know. And that's, you know, 
especially in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in the you know Hello, the Gen X. No, no. Oh. I'm just talking about with the, the whole Gen X of you know being unsupervised that kind of stuff. Right. Any good parent would have him staying with the neighbor or or someone anything. Trust, yeah. yeah, something going on there. I mean, that's a. I mean, now even, granted, this is a movie. The neighbor this girl, is a movie. Kim, yeah. her mom was around. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, she's right next door. So why would yep. he say, "Hey, yeah. do you mind if you know he stays here? Or you know, look in on him from time to time, or, right, or whatever?" Because there is a thing that's mentioned that mm-hmm. she's never met his dad. Like, right. that, like her mom has never met his dad. You yeah. know, and uh, that also the fact that like. So, Jack Flack is his imaginary friend, but he actually manifests himself at the end of the movie to where the bad guy can see him. Yeah, that was a little. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, as well as you know, of course, I don't know that he the, actually. Yeah, because he shot at him. I mean, oh, that on. was the wait, wait, wait. If you know, if you actually watch the movie, you see him keep staring over into a shadow. Yeah. And keep staring over so into you could a make shadow. The argument that he's shooting is, into the shadow. This okay, is, that's all well and good, except for the fact that, that Jack Flack starts materializing. That's I, I, the whole thing. I, I you never get, saw that. I, did. I, I, I know the scene he's talking about, and I, I, I I'll say this much: you could make the argument either way on this by saying he magically materializes, or you could say that the guy that he's you know watching this going on starts to fascinate, hallucinate, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid's talking to something over there. Something's got to be there. Right. He keeps talking to it. And, and that was something it, so. else I didn't notice, like, especially when they were going back to the uh, the game store mm-hmm. in the mall. If you watch all the people that they're walking past, they're all turning around looking at him and Jack Flack. Of course, obviously, they're not seeing Jack Flack. They're seeing this kid talking to somebody to who's himself. not there. But yeah. that was a nice little detail. I did notice that everybody that they walk past is kind of like looking at him like, yeah. what's going on with this kid here, you know? Um, my other... My other it's not an issue. My other like thing that's a, is that at the end, whenever Jack Flack, quote unquote, dies, you know, mm-hmm. or right before he does, I guess actually, and he's talking about you know how his dad, you know, he's like, yeah, even your dad when he was a kid, you know, he played all these cowboys and Indian games, and then all of a sudden he didn't have any use for me any longer. So it's kind of one of those things where it's almost a like this this. Hereditary, yeah, maybe not just hereditary, but it, but it's like this this tableau, for lack of a better, you know, of Jack yeah. in whatever form it is, you know, um, has kind of like been around forever, going because that's one of the things is that as he's dying, he looks at Davy and says, you know, you were my or uh, you were my favorite person, right? To favorite play, playmate, playmate, yeah, you know, which implies that. He's been around for a long time with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, that you know, and it's one of those things where, of course, all of this is suspended reality. We have to suspend. Uh, like I said, we get to the end. We start talking about like the, the countdown of the, the hour bomb, the hour long well, for the bomb to go off, and how long, how little time it takes for them to get from downtown San Diego to the airport or San Antonio, San Antonio yeah. to the airport, and everything else that goes, and how how two minutes takes. A, a good 10 to, to tick off of the clock and everything. I know that's all movie logic. It's right. all movie logic. I get it. But that one's still just a little bit, even sus- just suspending reality for a lot of that other stuff, that one was the little bit for me where it was like, really? He, he like manifests for this guy to, you know, to see, to well, shoot at him, okay, you know? We're it's talking like, about a movie that's I know. got a, a make-believe character in it. And the thing you're hung up over is the four-hour, one-hour timer? Yes. <laughs> he's, he's a big fan of I know it's all suspension of disbelief. I get it. He's a big it's, fan it's of movies 24. That's and, what it is. Well, 24. Don't even get me started yeah, on 24. Okay? Uh, Jack Flack, Jack Bauer. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... No, the, yeah, this, yeah. This he, is he can get across that, the valley in, in 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, uh, I'm choking it or chalking it up to this is the guy that enjoyed the show Lost. Fair. But Which made no Magic sense. Island. That's all you need to know about Lost. Magic <laughs> okay. Island. Okay, he, he's all in on Magic Island, but uh, but a timer that appears to take. Oh no, we could go to, down. There are several things yeah. in in Lost. Smoke that I mean, yeah. Well, but I mean, kind of cycling back the man to this. In black, all right, very much. So it's like Johnny Cash was not in that. <laughs> anyway, um, the the thing that I find interesting is I I did a little bit of reading on this and I found out that apparently Dabney Coleman and the Richard Franklin, the director, did not get along at all. Is that why he's in so few scenes? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that was part as of it. Him, as you know, yeah. uh, as as the dad. Yeah, you know, it was really kind of interesting to read up on this because 
there were a lot of hands in this movie, and you can you can see, see it. it. It does have yeah. a, a very choppy feel to it. It doesn't really. Flow it very well. much says written by committee, and I it mean, also is is a love affair with San Antonio because mm-hmm. I mean you see a lot of elements and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys yeah. are all over this. Movie. Yeah, I mean it's it definitely is a love affair with San Antonio, you know, which country. I don't have a problem with. You have the Riverwalk, you have the the Alamo, right. you have all these other elements that are there that are iconic things for for San Antonio. But, yep. you know, the fact that they were able to use some of these in the movie is kind of, to me, it's kind of cool because you do get to see elements of this that are on set that are real, you know, uh, versus the inside of the Alamo, which if Pee Wee's Big Adventure has told us anything, there is no basement. There is no basement. So, but. Um, oh, and also the other thing that we can, is is it has that wonderful movie trope of the the silencer on the gun. Oh god. <laughs> it's, it's called a, a suppressor. suppressor. I know. And it only takes a few dB off the top. That's yeah. it. So it's <laughs> I just uh, I know. Don't even get but, you know, started. But the on fact that like where he's and, like he's chased him through like through the river walk uh, yeah. like in the daylight uh, and he's firing and like the guy's firing at the kid and the people are just walking with around an like Uzi. there's nothing. Well, with under, an but, Uzi. No, I'm talking about before that when when they're going to get on the uh when during the daytime, oh, oh, yeah, when yeah, the yeah, other yeah. guys chase him when he gets on the boat, and he's like firing at him as he's going down the stairs, and literally as he comes, as he's like, as the kid runs around the corner, yeah. you see another couple walk up right behind this dude that's just fired off four shots, yeah. <laughs> and like actually like nothing's not going phasing. on whatsoever. That's not how <laughs> firearms work. People. Or you know, whenever whenever he, he shoots uh, the guy in the in the um, in the uh, inside the mall. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's going to reverberate. All through that that mall, everybody's <laughs> ears are going to be ringing, even with a suppressor. Even I know, using I know. Sonic <laughs> ammunition again, again. Suspension of disbelief, maybe tropes. Okay, so well, but there, yeah, yeah. and like I said, there, there's a lot of elements on this movie that were a lot of fun. And I went back and watched it. And is it a rewatchable movie? It was fun. To a it point. was fun. To I enjoyed point. it. I really did. I, I, I definitely think it gives a different light on it as an adult viewing it yes. than yes. it ever did as a kid. Absolutely. You know, it's an kid. adventure when you're a kid. Yeah. As an adult, you're it's just terrifying. like, that's bad parenting. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let, let's, let's go down the list here. I mean, Davey, and, you know, And as a parent, I was sitting there watching that, especially at the end of it, yeah. like putting myself in that situation on the plane, you know, that whole like, Defend your kids. Yeah, you know, actually, and of course, I was also thinking, that's a long drop from the time from that airplane. <laughs> yeah. And then also the fact that, like, yeah. and they shot it of him falling and having to, like, get out of the way of the wheels coming yeah. through yeah. there, because otherwise, that plane's rolling right over top of that kid. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, this movie had so many things that are traumatizing to a child, <laughs> yes. aside from just losing their mom. You're, the kids get shot at. Yep. One chased. of his friends gets shot and One killed. of his friends gets killed, then he gets thrown in the trunk, trunk with, with him. him. He has to shoot somebody, yes. which is... A whole I mean, other this thing. This is just like childhood trauma oh, no. <laughs> personified through this movie. And that's how we got Halloween and Michael Myers. Yeah, oh pretty my much. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, I, watching this, I was like, that poor kid is having mm-hmm. to deal with mm-hmm. all this crap. Mm-hmm. He's going to be going to a psychologist for a long, very long Yeah, he's time. got even big, he's got much yeah. bigger problems now than just losing his mom and yeah. having an imaginary friend. Okay. This is, there's <laughs> a reason they didn't do a follow up to this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Please, no sequels for this. No, no, no. Don't, no I don't think they're no. ever going back to this um, one, so. so a couple of things that I did find kind of okay. cool about this movie and, and I did a little digging and well before I say I know I just like kind of complained about you know or, like, or I had some stuff to say about it that but no like, you complain okay fine but the thing is I love this movie yeah. <laughs> okay it's a fun movie it's a, it is a lot of fun yeah it, it you know? really is and, <laughs> and, and especially for any of us that, that grew up in that era of you know, Spy Hunter, G.I. Joe, all of those all types stuff, of, you know, know, even James Bond to a degree, you know, all of those kind of... Roger Moore, into, James Bond. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's our James Bond. Yeah, we okay. stop at Dalton, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, Ooh, Dalton? No, I said we stop oh. at Dalton. That just... Yeah, we, but now I feel dirty. But I'm you know, the thing is... Dalton the, denial. The Live in is, Dalton denial. The thing is, I like Timothy Dalton in stuff. Sidebar. I just didn't like him as James Bond. Of course, I don't really care much for James Bond, so it didn't bother me a whole lot. But it was just, uh, don't give me that look. I, just, uh, just, <laughs> I know both of you are like, what? <laughs> James Bond has never been my thing. I just, you know, I, I, I have not seen He's a Bond. He's like Flint guy. I have not seen a Bond Sean film. Connery. See, I was more. I was a Roger Moore guy. I was always a Roger Moore guy. I, that's a yeah. Bond. Of those, of, I've seen the Sean Connery's, my dad, huge, obviously, we're, 
quick tangent. My dad is a huge fan of the James Bond stuff, so I've seen all that, the especially and, the Sean Connery and stuff. And I'll even get Brosnan. But the Roger Moore stuff is where, like, View to a Kill and, you know, all that. Oh, yeah. I saw all that's that stuff, you know. Yeah. Really just, yeah, all the good stuff. That's when the broccolis yeah. went crazy yeah. and just had fun. Yeah. You know? and, even the, and even seeing the Never Say Never Again, which wasn't an official Bond film, yeah. but it was, and, you know, it was a... Well, and like so. I said, I'll even give Brosnan his due, because, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that to me was... And I liked, I liked him coming in as James Bond, yep. but I've only seen part... Of um, Goldeneye, and I was not impressed with it. So See, just, I, I, I will give full props to, to Brosnan. He did a great job. Uh, and Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig does great action movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't really need somebody to take James Bond and turn him into Jason Bourne. Fair so enough. So that's yeah, that's my two cents on. He's dead. Okay, now, so circling matter. back. Yes, <laughs> we're going to circle back. But uh, All right, anyway, there's a, couple of, <laughs> there's a couple of things that I, I, I noticed about this movie that, that you've redheads and cir- circling back, you know. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Do not talk to me about peppermint patty. All right. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. In yes. this movie, there were a couple of them that I thought was kind of cool. Atari everywhere. Yes, Atari was huge in it. And in in the Wikipedia page, it says it's the 5200. It is the 5200. But if you go and do side by side image comparisons. It looks like the seventy eight. I sat there because again, I had a fifty two hundred. You know, a couple of them over the years. I immediately, I was like, "That's a fifty two hundred, especially the controller." That was yeah. the whole thing. I was like, "That's the fifty two hundred controller," because that piece of piece of garbage broke oh, all the time. Yep. Those yeah, things were was, terrible. It was crap. You know? Well, yeah. the funny thing is, did you notice the poster that was behind Morris in the store? Was it was a Japanese poster? Yes, advertising for the Atari twenty eight hundred, right? Which was never released. In right, the right, 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 right. It was released as called the Sears Telegame two. Yes. Well, I know that the the poster that Davy has in his room, the Atari poster, has got ET, which is funny because this eighty four came out after the video game crash the yeah. year prior, which yep. ET had a lot to that the ET the game was had the a lot to it. do. Well, it was a reason. It, for it was a reason for it. Yes, it, it, it was. It was that final snowflake. That landed, that caused the avalanche, Better. you know. All right. But it was it was set to go I, already, you, you know? know. But everything points to the 5200, 50, but yeah. when I was doing... The cartridges are 5200. Yeah. I mean, those, those are the... Which I 50, thought was Because the, the 7800 had the regular, that looked like the 2600 cartridges. Yeah, the square well, ones. Yeah. If you... I, I did, because I watched it on my computer. Mm-hmm. I did um, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing image comparisons because I was trying to figure out what console it was, and the top of the console looked like a seventy eight hundred. I don't, but I don't think the, the seventy eight hundred came out until later. It came out in May of that year. Well, and the other. Well, thing, then how would they would have had it? Because they would have had to film this at least a year, year and a half prior. So, well, if they went, if they worked with Atari to get the equipment, I guess they probably yeah, it makes sense. It makes they probably. But didn't, yeah. the, Anyways, the funny okay. thing about it is, if you go back and look at what else was in that store, mm-hmm. everything's fifty two hundred. Well, not just that. You had a ColecoVision in there. Yes. You had an Intellivision in there. Mm-hmm. You had. I mean, I want to say I saw an Odyssey in there too. Probably. Which was just all that I mean, stuff was out at the time. Yeah, so it makes I mean, sense that they would. But it's just kind of that 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 special moment if you're you know a video game geek. Oh, you're dude. watching this and you're like. These are all my friends. I was sitting together and see me. That the 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 few scenes that take place in that store, Mm -hmm. I was just like, I want to go there. I want to go back to that that store. I just want to go to that store. Yep. You know, because we all had some kind of store around that was similar. And it was usually something closer to the name. This was called the Gamekeeper. Right. And And it was usually something because, like, yeah. Sears. Okay. Sears. You know, had a lot to do with the twenty six hundred becoming what it. What it was, yeah, you know? because we had the Sears, the Sears version. Exactly, exactly. Yep. everybody yeah, else my, had my the Atari. Atari. I had Tele-game. the white. I had the the telegame. The, yeah, no, it was still. I forget the Sears telegame. Yeah. Is what it was. Yeah, but it was the white face. Yep. Right. Atari. Right. And that was uh, you know, my aunt and uncle had that one, uh, and the one that I had was the the Atari, the straight up Atari. But Sears had a lot to do with that. But the thing is, is that there was you know later, uh, you know, there were stores like Electronics Boutique that were in the mall, you know, and that kind of stuff where they carried. But there were like stores in the mall mm-hmm. that that's all they carried was Atari and Coleco, and you know, it was it was just video games. That's right. all it was. It was Activision. so cool. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. So it's well, and one other thing that I thought was kind of interesting about this. Do you remember playing the game Cloak and Dagger on the Atari? No. No, you never don't. Did. You know why? It, it never was released on the Atari. It was an upright video game. Yes. They had a console and game. And there was called. one in, there was an upright in the the movie. There was an upright, but the video that you see William Forsythe playing, they actually took 
one of the the mods from the upright game and piped it into piped his it. monitor okay. so that he could see that. that. But sense. there was there was no yeah. However, so, there was a game that was released for consoles that was mocked off of this. It just wasn't called Cloak and Dagger. Dagger. It was yep. called Agent X. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And it was. Um, I, it's not I shot for shot, but it's very close. Very. To the very same. Well, that that whole getting in the elevator. Yeah. I remember that. Yep, that was so Agent playing X. something. You know. Cause well, that was Jack Flack's operations name in the movie was Agent, Agent X. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um. I remember again a little tangent because this, this all goes in together after the video game crash mm-hmm. happened, where there was that two year that about two year period of like. Video games were just persona non grata. I mean, right. It, it wasn't until the, the Nintendo came out, just a couple of years hit the U.S. a couple of years later, and they didn't. They wouldn't even Nintendo wouldn't even call it a video game system. That's why it's the Nintendo Entertainment Tainment System, system. <laughs> because they did because video games had such a bad connotation. Yeah. I remember every store marked every game down to nothing, trying to get rid of them, and yep. I very 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 vividly remember going to Hill's department store that was right up here around the corner and them having bins of games mm-hmm. that were marked down to like a dollar ninety nine or most something of them were like returns too. Yeah there was a lot back of, when you could return a video and game. just and literally just going in and like I'll take this one and 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 just having all these like Yeah. And it was a lot of, it wasn't very many of the Atari branded stuff. It was a lot of the because Atari didn't didn't um uh what's the word they didn't do a lot of quality check on their stuff. No. They allowed anybody no, to no, develop really for didn't. it, which is one of the reasons why Nintendo, yeah, that seal of approval that was on everything, they were yeah. very much like, we're not getting to this problem. We're not getting this. So I had a bunch of games like Airlock and you know stuff like that that were like these really like subpar games that I love the hell out of. During, during <laughs> high school, I got a speeding ticket for, for something. I ended up having to do community service hours, and I ended up... The irony of it is, that I ended up driving the 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 thrift the community center slash thrift right. store's truck, hauling off tra- uh, trash after mm-hmm. getting a uh, speeding ticket. You got speeding ticket, so they made you drive, right? <laughs> right. But as you do, yeah. When I was on my lunch break, I was walking around in there and just seeing what they had, and came across a bowl full of Atari games yeah. for a quarter apiece. Yeah, and I snagged up the entire. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, yeah, I mean. It, Back when they'd started doing the transitions on those, and again, after the big crash on that, you couldn't give these things away. No, you nobody could, literally, them. you could not you know? give them away. And, was, the, and Atari was so big about, you know, they would not make their stuff backwards compatible. You always had to get a new version of the game and a new console. Well, but and a lot of that's because Nintendo changed. did the same thing. I mean, true, that's, and true. Sega did the same thing. Everybody. Until Sony came around. Yeah, but even now, they, they've been spotty. Yeah. Them, oh, them yeah. and Microsoft have both been spotty about that. You know, mm-hmm. where, oh yeah, the the PlayStation Three is backwards compatible, but only with the twos, and only and then at the beginning it was like, oh, there was one version that was completely back backwards compatible, but if you got a different version of it, it was only like PS One compatible, and if you got a different version of it, it was only PS Two compatible, and I know, but I'm just like I'm just talking, <laughs> it, it, I I get it, but it's just a. A weird thing that, yeah. No, I so. agree. And I mean, uh, and going back and looking at this movie, and, and I did rewatch this as well, just to kind of... Believe me, we can't talk about this movie and not talk about video games. Oh, of course. So. <laughs> we can't talk about this and you can't talk about, you know, without talking about Bond or... Right, or, I know, you know I know, I know. These other movies that, that played into that whole spy factor of it. I, I, I do think this is a bit of a time capsule. Very much so. I don't think, you know, and, and the question was raised to me, could this movie be remade today? And if so, should it be? No. I don't know. No, I don't know on this. I don't think it should be remade at all. I, 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 I and I've got to take mm-hmm. umbrage with you. Okay, over the last episode where you were talking about certain movies should be remade. Yes, for the kids today, um, you should never retouch some of these classic movies. I would. Well, I agree. Some of them should not be. Now, there are some like, that I like, do think that you know. You were talking about remaking the Last Starfighter. Yes. No, I still stand. I, I, I say, that. you know, because he flew off into the sunset, and that was the end of the movie. Right. What you could do is do a revisit at a later See, date and, I, and have I him disagree. come back for a new recruit. I disagree. I would have read because then you've got Top Gun, and I really just I'm I'm one of the few people that is not excited about seeing the new Top Gun at really, all. I mean, 
but because I'm going was, to see it. That the Top Gun story, has never been, and I, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to see that. I, <laughs> Dave feels however, attacked. <laughs> well, that's all right. I, I, I caught this from the infamous Amy I, as well, so know, she's super excited about seeing it. But um, as far as the, the, you know, the remake of this movie, there are certain movies that I do think could benefit from a retelling and a reissuing of it just because it is a little dated. And I mean, let's be honest, this movie is a little Oh, dated. this is more than a little oh, dated. Oh, it's yeah. more than a little dated. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they were driving but, around in a Ford Fairmont. Oh, I know, I know. But, I know. And it was, of course, it was chocolate brown. Oh, my God. But you should and just, it was sun-faded. Oh, yeah. And it was just yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. awesome. But it's you should like, just you almost smell the nicotine. Alone, you know? <laughs> Leave my childhood alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. But, <laughs> but again, you know, I, I think that if, if you're going to mine for products to reissue on this. I, I already have problems with Hollywood not being able to come up with new material I know, as it is. I, know, I agree with that. And they keep going back to the vault and going, oh, well, what can we what can we squeeze some extra dollars out of? But again, there are certain things that I, I 100% agree with you should not be done, should not be retouched, should not just be left alone. I think this movie should be left alone just simply because it's not a really good movie uh, you know i, I, I mean it's, it's it's an enjoyable movie and it's one it's that fun. again it's that i love it's fun but it's not a good movie. it's what i like to call a saturday afternoon it really is you know it's i got a couple is, hours to kill yeah this is and this movie is almost two hours long yeah it's it's that's what got I, me. I, I was i was like well i was sitting there okay when they what was it i forget what point in the movie it was where i looked at the time stamp mm-hmm. and it, it was you know i think it was actually when they made the when he gave the fake cartridge over, oh yeah, you know, and I'm looking at the timestamp, and there was still an hour left to go in the movie. And I was like, "Wow!" In any normal movie, this would be you're you're kind of like, "Okay, we're winding we're, we're winding this down into where we're, we're we're trying to get to the you know the climax of the movie here before long." And so, well, and wow. that's, that kind of goes to the other reason of why I'd make the argument of of having this movie redone because the, there is some continuity issues, there is some, definitely some length issues, you know. Oh, the, this the, needed to be edited. There was a lot of like the, yeah. the whole running sequences oh, God. you know it, it felt like I was watching La Femme Nikita I mean it was just running everywhere but you know is it is it Manos the Hands of Fate that has like all the scenes oh, of the guys like parking in, in no the, the the opening sequence where the car takes like 10 minutes to come up to yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Manos for those of you listeners that aren't aware I'm a huge mystery science yeah. theater fan and that is one of the greatest mystery science theater movies of all time uh-huh. But anyway, which aren't they remaking that? Shut up! <laughs> I'm not joking. I think there was like there was there was some kind of in production, or maybe it was a sequel or something. You because shut it, your blasphemous it, mouth because it, it it got so much traction after MSTK. So. You shut your blasphemous right. mouth. Anyway, um, <laughs> as Dave's over here twirling his mustache, going, "Look at what I've created." <laughs> When did you turn into Dr. Evil is what I want to know. I still have my hair. Thank you. That's Dr. Evil over there. Uh, well, no, he still has his hair. It's just under his bed. Um, <laughs> anyways, back to the movie. Yes, is this because I, I trimmed my beard? This is all because yeah, I trimmed oh, my you, beard. You knew you were going to catch crap for that. <laughs> you knew you were going to catch crap for that. But I do think that this, you know. I, no I, offense, but there's one person who really likes it, and that's the only thing I care about. So it's <laughs> all right. I, I can't argue with that. But I do think, you know, like I said, I'd like to see this movie redone. I do think that it could benefit with maybe a little bit of an update on the technology yes, as well. Absolutely. Um, I do think that there are certain scenes that may not carry over. You know, locking a kid in a trunk with a dead man, I think, is never a good idea. You're definitely not going to see that. Well, you also got to remember this. He locked himself in there. True. Okay, that was a... I think you have to leave that in the movie. Yeah, all right. You have to leave that in the movie. That, that again, going to end is, up with a PG-13 rating. It'll definitely be PG-13 either way. Because society Talking is about weak. Text technology, I really love the fact, and this is something that, that I also love, I love the fact that basically what it was whenever um, they unlock what's on the disc mm-hmm. or what's on the, the cartridge is that it's it's uh, blueprints for the, uh, the SR-71 Blackbird. Yes. yes. Which in 1984... You could go anywhere and buy a model of that thing. Yep. You could do all kind, and the government was still saying this doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. This doesn't yep. exist. Well, they, and it's, <laughs> they gave it a different name for a while. It, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it, the SR seventy one. No, it was something else. It's the Blackbird. Is what they well, call the, it. The, the, the SR because there's one in um, Huntsville, Alabama, right, in front of the Space and Rocket Center, but it's right. got a different. Yeah. Name. Well, you know what? It's also funny is that it wasn't just that it was that, but mm-hmm. it was also the fact that oh, it was Lockheed. Lucky made, yeah. made it was like, because that was the whole thing in the X Men comic book. Mm-hmm. Their 
that was the the Blackbird was their yep was their thing their transport yeah which was really funny because Kitty Pride had a dragon named Lockheed, <laughs> nice. and yeah and it, so it's one of those things that like at that point in time yeah the U.S. government still wasn't acknowledging that this thing existed nope. but it was. Everywhere, <laughs> it was the worst kind yeah, of secret, was. you know. I mean, you could go out to the airport and watch this thing take off. I know, and I, yeah, and, we, and you could exist. seriously here in Nashville. Yeah, you really could. But it didn't I, exist, but it didn't exist. Yeah. I know it's, it's kind of like the stealth bomber. Exactly, well, it, that I, was the same thing. Now we that they kept a little better on that one, but not much. You well, know, so. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just a dang old weather balloon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Swamp <laughs> gas. Yeah, exactly. You realize we're in Tennessee, right? All right. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I do think that this would really benefit from a, a, re, a reissuing and updating on it. Just don't make it into a damn Disney movie. Nah, That's well. all I ask. Don't, don't over... Okay, you, know, you said, who was it that made this? Universal? Is that Universal, you said? Okay. Yeah. This very much is a Disney movie. It, it has that feel. It very much has the, the But the it Disney, has the feel of right. like... With the exception you know, of the kids shooting the guy. Well, well I was going to yeah, say, it has more of a feel of like the uh, the the Escape from Witch Mountain. Yes, kind of absolutely, yeah. Not Herbie the Love Bug. No, you know, no, 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 no. It's, no, it's no, definitely it's, more of that Disney taking a little bit more of a, a right. chance and a gamble right. on, you know, a, I don't want to say adult well, situation. Well, this feels like a Disney movie of this era. Because again, maybe you're talking, a little yeah, bit earlier, but yeah, yeah, in that late seventies, early eighties, yeah. you know that that area, Watcher in the Woods, or Watcher in the know, Woods, you know, Escape from Witch Mountain, yeah, that kind of stuff. stuff where it's uh, Last Flight of Noah's Ark, you yeah. know, something like that, you know, where it's again, it's that whole Dave. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Dave's got a worried look on his face because we're rendering something, and it's like, ah, uh, that's not good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it very much. I mean. I knew it wasn't a Disney movie, right. but it definitely had that feel to it for me anyway. So, well, anyways, and, it, go ahead. and it does fit into, you know, kind of in our criteria that we were talking about for this Kids in danger. I know. It's <laughs> definitely. This is like the quintessential kids in danger. Right. Movie. And it does have that same kind of feel of the era of like Flight of the Navigator. Right. Or, you know, Explorer. There's another one right there, yeah. Flight of the Navigator, which was a Disney movie. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. But, you know, again. It which does, we just covered. It has that same <laughs> type of a feel to it. So, I do think that. While something like Flight of the Navigator, I would never want to see redone. No, never. Although they've been talking about there's, it. I know, but but if I, you know, Leave we my up, childhood. Alone. I know <laughs> it was it was Bryce Dallas Howard, and if somebody's going to do it, yeah, I'd, still, I'd like to see what she can do with still, it. Still, leave it alone. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing this one redone. I wouldn't mind seeing this done from the idea of you know a, a newer concept. But the thing is, and this is the question that I ask: Do kids still have imaginary friends now? Uh, you know, because that's what the, <laughs> do kids these days know what a walkie-talkie is? Okay, yeah. fair. Uh. Because it would be a cell phone. It'd be like, do 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 do. Hey Kim, there's a bomb in your phone. Can you throw it out the window, please? Yeah. Thank you. Do I really want to get rid of my phone though? Because I paid so much money for this. My mom's gonna really be able to. Watch. That's it's true. Like, <laughs> I have all my contacts in here, all my Instagram messages. Yeah, blah blah blah. I'm I don't know if Fortnite. I get rid of this. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah, there. There are plenty of reasons for them to still not want to get rid of. I did love the car phone though. Oh god, the car phone was awesome. <laughs> that was totally. That's awesome. all about a throwback. Oh, yes. and the Cadillac. Okay, oh, yeah. the sedan Deville. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know this cat this car because we owned one. Not that color, but we had an '84 Cadillac. It was gray. Mm-hmm. That was that exactly like. It took a mile to turn the damn thing around because it was so long. <laughs> it's, it's just the like, door itself was yeah. more than the car you're driving. To. Yeah, oh, pretty yeah. much. No you doubt. Know, that's no <laughs> doubt. And, and you know, let us not forget the Ford Fairmont that they were driving around in. Yes, that that that. God awful shade of brown mm-hmm, mm. that just you know you could tell everything was just about to fall off of it. Oh, I know, I know. You know, but yeah. well, again, like kind of what you said, this entire movie smells of cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's you can everything smell has an ashtray. You know? I mean, it's like <laughs> I mean, it just it, it yeah. definitely has that that era. And if you're looking for something, you know, as I said, on a Saturday afternoon that you're wanting that that bit of nostalgia to where you can kind of get what it felt like to run around the mall and as a kid in the 80s mm-hmm. this is a good interpretation of it if you're wanting something where you you were basically allowed to just let loose and run wherever the hell you wanted to go nobody oh, was yeah. going to bat an eyelash to you this this is really a good representation of it and that would be the only struggle that i would see if they're doing a, a remake of it of how are you going to capture that element 
in today's world. You can't. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, helicopter parents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the thank you, Life Three Sixty. You know, it just I, I, that would be the biggest struggle that I would see now if they want to retell it set in 84 or whatever see i don't that could be as much as I, and i know as as we're recording this the new season of uh, stranger things is about to be dropped here in a few weeks right. and oh, goodness and i'm looking forward to it and that is a show and this very much goes along with it. stranger things is a show that in its first season i did not love the way that everyone else did everybody kept going on and on and on and i was like yeah it was in the second season that i finally got into it. like i gave it a second shot basically and i was like right. okay now they're starting to get into i'm feeling this a little bit more because that first season of stranger things they were like it really was the member berries from mm-hmm. from South Park, you know. Are you familiar with that, Dave? We talk yeah. people talk. I didn't, I didn't I didn't know about it until a little while ago. So you know, somebody had, had to tell me what it was. So I have stopped watching South Park a long time ago. But it is that very member berries of hey, remember this? Wasn't this so great? Hey, what? Blah, 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 you know. And I'm like, I oh, take God. I take a little exception to that. And I'm like, I take I, a lot of exception. And to I that. know all you got to do is and, look around this room right here. And, okay, and, this is and, <laughs> and mainly because. The reason Alan couldn't get into the first season of Stranger Things is because he has terrible taste in movies. Yeah, and television. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, but but it's one of those things that I I love Stranger Things now, but I really am, and and, and I like a good a movie or a television show that's a period piece. Okay, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. The problem that I have with a lot of these quote unquote period pieces, especially in the eighties, is the fact that the three of us sitting here lived through the eighties. And it seems like the people who are remaking this only have pop culture's recollection of yeah. what the eighties were. And that's I, the thing that I, I irritates disagree with yeah. that, that irritates me more than anything else. Okay. I agree. And that's one of the things that again with Stranger Things, after they kind of got past that in the first season, yeah. it became a much better show. Uh, and there are other there are other examples of that, you know. Um, uh, the Goldbergs is one. I love the Goldbergs. I've never seen an episode, but that show is has been nine seasons of. Hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? And like it irritates me a lot. But, but the you fact, still watch but it. the fact that it's that it, that it is a a comedy yeah. and it's it's a send up a lot of times. Yeah, you know? and I'm like, is. okay, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I okay, I get it. Even they're kind of they're in on the joke as well. You well, know, so. and and you know. Their references and what they pull from are, and they're all over the place. There's there, nothing sequential there's, there's about that whatsoever. There. There's a lot yeah. of, of points that you can go back to that that really are are special. And you know, even some of their guests that they have on oh, the yeah. show are, are epic. And the fact that they actually had Bill Goldberg on the Goldbergs <laughs> just makes me happy. Yeah, um, and he didn't play a Goldberg. No, he, no, he, he played the coach's the brother. coach's brother. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So, Cloak and Dagger. Final thoughts on it, Dave. What do you think? It's a fun little romp that most of the kids today are not going to understand. I agree. This is very much a nostalgia. It's very piece much of now. its time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Alan? I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed going back and rewatching this. Again, have not watched it since the 80s ended, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I know I haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, since the 80s ended at some point. Probably haven't seen it since the mid 80s, to be honest. Um, but I really enjoyed it quite a bit. There was a lot of the member berries in the, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and I, and, and again, that whole, dude, again, for whatever reason that I got stuck in this loop of the eighties here recently that, that has, <laughs> that has spurred this whole, you know, retro summer that we're doing. I've, I'm really enjoying reliving this stuff yeah. and also being like okay is this me finally like having my catharsis of letting all this go <laughs> by going back and reliving it and then being like okay now it's time for you to go and and it's, you know it's well uh, <laughs> you're seeing it through different eyes yes and, and yes. i do think that you know for me i i think dave you may have said it before or something we were talking about some movie and you said yeah i watch this about once every 10 years but I only watch it once every ten years. Right, yeah. right. And this, this definitely to me is is, it's not that it's not rewatchable per se. Oh no, it's, it's definitely just, rewatchable. But. It's never going to to carry the same weight or the same 
memory for me is something like Flight of the Navigator or I, that's fair enough. or yeah. something. But really, my only complaint about this movie is after it was over, my house smelled like an ashtray full of Marlboro Reds that had been <laughs> smashed out for like three days. Couldn't quite figure out why that happened. <laughs> It's like, why does the house smell like cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. But, so. uh, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely fun. And I definitely think that, you know, is this one that uh, people of our age. Yes. Should you watch this with your kids? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. I, I, yes. I think it'd be a good watch. I think it would be one of those ones. I don't think they'll get it. That's the only reason. You got to show it to them. Young I, I, I think it will be something that they'll probably zone. Out now, granted, you also own re- about 20 minutes. You also it. have to remember that people our age, if we're showing traditionally if we're showing this to our kids they're already like in high school or going off to college yeah <laughs> unlike yeah, myself who started late so my kid is still in elementary school you know yeah, but it, but you know uh and they probably already have seen it yeah uh, you know and, and actually it, you should do a double feature with this one and nightmare on elm street so they can experience <laughs> the trauma right, right along with the kid I kinda, I both 1984 wanna, movies actually <laughs> i kind of want to go back and do as it was originally cast and do a doubles feature with this and the last starfighter because I think that could be a lot of fun. Well, we yeah. did the last Starfighter last year. I think it was last summer, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I think so. somewhere in there. And you can go find that that episode. It, it's in. It's back there. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of had a little mixed. Like both both Dave and I enjoyed the last Starfighter again. That was a movie that I had not seen since the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed going back and rewatching it. It had pacing issues. There there were a few things here and there, but as a as a whole, both of us really enjoyed. It's a great rewatching movie. that movie. Yes, so. I can see where this one would be the matinee feature. Yeah. On a yeah, double exactly. header. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is I, I, I think this would be a good lead in to that movie. Yeah. Uh, and just to kind of go back to to that one really quick, um, has there ever been a great nickname to steal for somebody breaking wind in a room other than the words Death Blossom? Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> Air Biscuit. Okay, fair. But... Uh, but yeah, I definitely think this I can is do a few, but we try to keep this a family show. So it's <laughs> we fail miserably. But we try. Please, please tell me the movie that I'm referring to when I say Air Biscuit. Oh, float an Air Biscuit. Uh, oh, it's uh, uh, um, Weird Science. Thank you. Yeah, okay. it took me a minute. Fair enough. Another kids totally running amok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, a good a good double feature with this. Yes, is the one that we're actually going to recover. Oh, we're going to. Re- to uh, cover it next week, Uh-oh. which is War Games. War Games! <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Every time I hear that word, I have to say it like William Regal. And, and and we'll get more into that one in that episode, but there are a lot of through lines between oh, yeah. both of these movies. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, yeah, so guys, seriously, go check out... Um, did, was this streaming anywhere? I don't remember. I couldn't find it. I didn't think anywhere. that it was. I had, I had to no. find it in the public domain. The only place so. that I have found this. And oh, actually, this is on YouTube. Yeah, you I was can say, rent it on YouTube. YouTube. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The the link you sent me was completely broken. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. So, so I I found it in the uh, <coughs> public domain. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> added it. And I found it on Alan's server. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is, <laughs> it is available to, to to view on YouTube. I think it's like a four or five dollars. Yeah, charge. something like that. And and honestly, it's worth it. For five, for five bucks to sit down and watch this one time with your your kids or your family or just to have that that blast of nostalgia come back over you to see have your kids be like dad really why are we watching this can we watch something cool <laughs> why is he putting this big piece of plastic in another piece of plastic yes. to play a game with yes. a guy with a pixel that runs across yes. the screen Boop. I know I know I know Boop. I know yeah. so Boop. so guys thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the retro summer 2022 we have a ton more matter of fact we're still trying to hammer down the final <laughs> list of stuff that he keeps taking my stuff off well it <laughs> we, it's some of it again we've already covered like the last yeah. starfighter and some of it also is a let's leave a little bit of wiggle room rather than just doing all movies so we can put something there. else in here that, that that goes along with it like you know i we talked about doing a, another one of our top our billboard you know, top 100 of, yes, a, of a year. Which is so much fun. Yeah. And, and we got, we found a good year for it too. Uh, so as well as, as we'll come up with some other stuff. We got plenty and it's an ever growing list. We're not even going to put yep. a list out. We're just going to, if you listen to the intro of these episodes, you're going to hear some of the stuff that is definitely going to be on here. Um, but like I said, our next episode after this one is going to be war games. Yes. Uh, and, um, I know we all have thoughts. So stick around for that. Go check us out on Discord. Go check us out on Instagram. Um, 
All the socials. All the socials, all that stuff. Yes, is, we're still on Facebook. Yeah, uh, Dave's still on Facebook. No, nope. uh, Barry, Barry's been posting on okay. Facebook. Dave and so. Barry are still on Facebook. I am no longer on Facebook, and my life is so much better. Uh, so. <laughs> I just realized the two of us together were an author. Yeah, a very funny one, too. Yeah, yes. Dave, Barry. Yeah. You guys just now getting that? Yeah. I have many times said Dave, Barry, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Dave's World was a great TV show. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. Moving was on. A, yeah. Um, it could be worse. He could go Barry Allen. And the there's that, too. Yeah. I know. And that that I, that one has occurred to me a few times as yeah. well. So. Combined uh, with well, make it a very funny fast guy. Well, there could be David Allen Coe, you know. So I mean, uh, uh, do not go there. <laughs> uh, do not go there. Move along. So that's Alan Smith. Yes. <laughs> that's Big Dave. And I'm Barry. <laughs> and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.